1: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons.
2: Thanks very much for joining us for our latest podcast. Uh, We've got a lot coming up on the program. We certainly hope that uh, you continue to be safe and, and social distance. And more than that, we also hope that uh, the programming that we're doing for you is providing some sort of escape or just kind of release or um, allows you to just enjoy and think about race baseball going forward. And if there's something you want to hear, again, we always invite you to email postgame at postgameatracebaseball.com, tweet me at Neil Solons or at Rays Radio. Now, on the show today, you're going to hear from three individuals. You will hear from Ryan Yarbrough first. Uh, Ryan did uh, some really good things with his wife Nicole in the community, helping out St. Joseph's Hospital, um, and wanted to just get his feel for how things are going for him and his family at this point, since he is from the uh, the area um, and makes his home here in the off season too. Uh, we also are going to chat with another member of our Spanish speaking broadcast team, a good friend of uh, the program, and that being Enrique Oliu. He has been with the Rays since the beginning, and I thought it also might be interesting to chat uh, on the minor league side a little bit. Um, You know, the minor leaguers have, there's, we we haven't uh, done any interviews so far since uh, this began with any of our minor leaguers, and as you know, I spent a lot of time on that side. Um, And Xavier Edwards, one of the newer members of the organization will join us. He did some some things that were um, really impressive uh, in terms of Um, his understanding of what's going on, and and, uh, I hope you'll enjoy that. But our first chat is with one Ryan Yarbrough, and uh, we first spoke a little bit about what he did for those who work at St. Joseph's Hospital and why it was so important to him and also his wife, Nicole.
3: I think it initially started off with uh, two of, we recently got married, and two of Nicole's really good friends, uh, they're, they're nurses up in Atlanta, and obviously keeping in touch with them seeing how they're doing through all of this, especially with how much they're working. We, I think we just realized how much they're doing for us and everyone on the, the front lines, everyone in hospitals is doing. And uh, I feel like it was something that <clears throat> we realized that it was just our appreciation, uh, show appreciation for them. And we can't really do much right now. We can do our part by just staying home and staying safe six feet apart, all of that. So they're doing all the work. Uh, So it was a matter of um, just doing a little bit uh, for them to show a a thank you. We honestly didn't think it was going to be that, but we thought it was just a little thing, you know, especially doing it through Buddy Brew, another local place, so helping two two places at the same time. And just to see their faces light up and how thankful they were for just like a little thing of coffee and some pastries in the morning, just apparently it went a long way.
2: You mentioned Nicole's friends in Atlanta. How is all of your family and her family right now? Has everyone been healthy so far? And if, and if so, do you have any friends who you know who have had to deal with the virus? We're,
3: we've been very blessed that everyone in our family has been doing okay. Everyone's been staying safe inside, and following all the procedures. Um, well, I haven't, we, don't, we haven't heard anybody that we know personally that has gotten it. Um, but as far as we know, everyone's been staying safe, and I feel like that's a great thing, and hopefully a lot of people out there are doing the same thing.
2: No question. Um, has it, how would you describe what it's been like for you and Nicole? I mean, <laughs> this certainly wasn't something you guys were expecting. Right now you'd be about a month or so into a regular season and kind of getting into a routine.
3: Yeah, it was <laughs> it's definitely unexpected. Um was something that, like everyone else, we're we had to adjust to. It was something that's, well, I'm sure you know, is a little bigger than baseball. As much as we would all love to be playing right now, this is a little, this is a bigger priority for keeping our lives at stake and keeping everyone safe. So, uh, but yeah, it was. It's been weird. Nicole jokingly has been like, and the Earth sometimes joking with me and her laugh. Means like, wouldn't you normally be at the field right now? Like you're like you're kind of cramping my space right now. So, uh, she she jokingly uh, has a little fun with it, but. Yeah, it's weird. Normally, through all this, you kind of baseball guys were really routine based. So, for us to kind of not know when things are going to happen right now, it's a little weird for us because normally, like, okay, off season, I have until this day to get ready. What can I do to get there? And same thing during season, as in the rotation, throwing every fifth day, knowing what you need to do. So, that's been probably the weirdest thing about it.
2: Do you have a routine now? And if so, what is your kind of daily routine that you're doing? to try and stay in some kind of structure.
3: Yeah, we've, we've been lucky enough for, uh, we're here still in the Tampa area. Uh, we stay here in the off seasons as well. We love this area. So the, the place I go work out in the off seasons, uh, they actually gave us some weights. So we've been able to do stuff here in our yard to kind of do as much as we can to stay going. And also lucky enough that Shane McClanahan uh, needed a place to crash. So he's been staying with us. So been having a throwing partner so we were a little blessed in that way, so we've been able to keep going as much as you possibly can. So, but more than probably some other guys could
2: probably say. I was going to ask you, Nicole's a really good athlete. She played college uh, lacrosse, right? But I don't think you want her catching even your bullpens, right? So, you...
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. So it was one of those things where she's she likes giving me crap about it now because for most of our relationship, I'm like I don't I don't want to like I don't want to throw with you. I don't want to like worry about it. And some days where Shane like said, hey, I need to like take a day off just like as some guys do, Nicole's like, I'll throw with you. And we ended up doing it a couple times and she actually can hold her own. She's, she's pretty athletic. So it's like, I'm not like going full force or anything, but it gets the arm movement. So she likes giving me cracks like, Oh, it took you only until this to kind of let actually try to throw with me. So that's been fun.
2: Do you actually throw any bullpens during the week? or Are you just playing catch? Because I think everyone's different right now, depending on what they have.
3: Yeah. Um, just kind of a lot of catch and bullpens can kind of come pretty quickly. right now I don't really throw too many before spring training anyways so I feel like whenever we do get started again we'll I think we should have enough timeline to get going with that it's gonna be pretty soon I think like starting to throw bullpens but uh we've been trying to like I think I've thrown like one or two just for now but it's it's been hasn't been really consistent and we're just trying to do enough to keep going without overdoing it
2: do you, what do, you, uh, do you talk to Kyle a lot about what you're doing? How much, like, correspondence is there through all this?
3: It's been great. We've, we have a really good relationship since we've been – every year since I've been over in the Rays organization, I've had him as my pitching coach. So uh, just being able to rely on him, he's always readily available whenever you need something to kind of talk your way through it. Like, hey, this is what I'm thinking right now. Is this doing too much, throwing not enough? Like, so he's been kind of that – that good uh, lifeline to kind of be like, hey, you're, you're doing a lot. Like, but at the same time, like, don't do too much because we don't know when we're, we're going to get going, so you don't want to, like, overdo it now,
2: and we could have a season going pretty long. You don't want to do it crazy now. Let's think optimistically. Obviously, as you mentioned, there are things certainly much more important now, but if a season were they were to announce a resumption date, how much time, Ryan, would you think that you would need to resume uh, being ready to pitch in the game, whether it's a few innings, four innings, five innings, what would you need?
3: Honestly, I don't really know how to answer that. I feel like there's <laughs> so many different things out there right now, We're like, how much are they wanting to build up, how much time are we going to have, uh, what kind of game pace is it going to be? So it's, it's tough to answer that. I know, like, I got up to about four innings. I got up to four innings when we left spring. Um, but at the same time, I don't know how, what the rosters are going to look like. What what we're thinking, so it's tough to kind of answer that. But I don't, I don't know. It's like I said, it's there's so many variables. It's really tough to answer that.
2: And in the meantime, obviously you're getting, uh, you know, obviously a, a much different environment now. Bold move on your part. I mean, it was nice move, but newly married couple to have Shane McClanahan room with you. What's <laughs> up, there, Mike?
3: It's. I don't, I don't think we were expecting it. You know, it's like, we we're just married. So we're like, but we've, we've had roommates and we, it was more of like, he was in a really tough spot and it's like, Hey, I don't know where I need kind of a place to crash. And he was like struggling to find some place, And we're like, yeah, man, like you're more, but it was, he's good. He's a good guy. We've, I've known him for a while now and he's a good buddy of mine. We've worked out together for the last two off seasons and he was always over at our place this off season anyway. So we didn't feel like it was going to be that much different, but it, it is weird having another roommate again when you're just newly married. So, That's an interesting part of it
2: so who cooks what does he do do you does he have to do
3: certain like chores or help out or what's the deal (laughs) he tries to help out i feel like we're we're so adjusted to like doing what we were normally used to uh like hey this is what what we're doing like hey this is what we're thinking for dinner are you in or not and if he's like yeah okay cool like we'll we'll just make a little extra for him kind of uh he's kind of like a uh, like your kid a little bit. and know he's like only a couple years younger, but you're like, hey, this is what we're doing for dinner. Are you down or not? Like, And he's like, no, I'll do something on my own. So it's it's a weird aspect of it. It's not something I was originally planning on doing at this time, for sure.
2: Who cooks more, you or Nicole? And what's uh, what's the favorite meal of, of of the two of you? Nicole
3: cooks 100% more than I do. I'll, I'll try to do my part, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm on cleanup duty. So I'm <laughs> still cooking I'll clean. So I'll we'll at least do my part there um, we really try to mix it up. We were, we were, I feel like doing the same stuff over and over at the beginning of this whole period. So like now we're kind of getting to like, okay, we need to try new things or we're going to like, like going to go crazy eating the same stuff over and over again. But she's Italian. So we eat a lot of Italian. So like, I'm sure this week we'll have like chicken piccato or like some kind of spaghetti. She makes like her, her family has like their own like sauce recipe. So like they're, they're big into all of it. So like, if you bring a, a can of like, a jar of like a can of spaghetti sauce she might like give you a really dirty look so <laughs> you got to be careful around that so this is like a couple generation family recipe thing we're talking about absolutely you gotta gotta like you gotta be in to get the recipe they don't just give it away freely
2: there you go what have you have you run out of shows to binge and if not what have you hit so far
3: i feel like it'd be pretty tough to run out of shows to binge on with how much stuff there is out there um we were watching New Girl. I've been playing, I feel like, a lot more video games. I feel, I feel like I'll get, like, one or two episodes, and my ADD kicks in, and I'll have to, like, go do something else. I just can't sit there and watch, like, the same thing for, like, four or five hours. So I'll watch, like, New Girl's like a little more of a comedy. I'm trying to get back into Ozarks because everyone's been crazy about that. I have not seen Tiger King. Everyone's been blowing up about it. I just haven't done it yet. But those are probably the couple that I need to watch. But it's just been a little hit or miss, something here and there.
2: And since you're watching or playing video games, what are you playing? And have you watched Blake at all during his MLB the show games? He's been killing it, man. Like, it's been, like, crazy. We
3: all, like, when I first heard about the tournament, and I'm like, I like, it wasn't even any doubt in my mind who I knew our, our representative was going to be. I'm like, it's going to be Blake. Like, how much gaming he does. It's just a matter of if he wanted to do it or not. And, of course, like, he loves these kind of, any kind of thing with competition. So, but it's been crazy. I'll, I'll watch, like, some highlights. I can't just sit there and, like, watch other people play video games i haven't i'm not that kind of person uh but i'll play i'll be the show like call of duty basically most of the pretty standard things uh nothing too crazy
2: are you are you good and and if so no. do you be do you play shane or <laughs> nicole or who do you play usually
3: <laughs> nicole likes to if we're playing the show nicole likes to hit a little bit uh but i have to like but still, that's very rare. Shane is way better than me. I'm not very good at video games. That I'll, I'll admit it. I'm all honest about it, but yeah, they're he'll, he's all into the competitive gaming head headset, like really into it. And I'm over here like, Oh, I'll play with
2: you, but I'm, I'll promise you right now. I'm not going to help your team out in any sort of way. I know you started at the beginning saying you thought, you know, the gesture that you and Nicole made wasn't that big a deal, but I'm curious. I thought I had read something that, you know, the fact that Charlie Morton made that big impact on on uh, feeding Tampa Bay and, and the donation the race and the Rowdies were involved with impacted you in some way. What did it mean to see kind of like the leader of the group kind of take the, you know, kind of take the bull by the horns and, and be that active? It's huge. I
3: mean, Charlie's such a great person, and
2: I've learned a lot from him
3: on the field and off. And really this last year and this I was really looking forward to this year and in spring training, really kind of seeing how much he cares about everything and really the community, you just hear about those guys doing those kind of big donations. And it, it really just hits home. Like you're like, man, that this guy is a great person in and out there's so many people struggling. He's just doing his part. So yeah, when we saw that and the fact that uh, we were doing ours around the same time, it's, it's just great to see our whole team kind of coming together and really helping out the Tampa Bay community as a whole. And, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some more stuff people doing in the future. Uh, but it's just really great to see our team doing that.
2: And beyond that, how active have you guys uh, been with the rest of your teammates? Have you talked to Charlie? Have you texted? Who have you kind of stayed in touch with, obviously, with Nicole and and also Shane with you guys? We'll reach out to a couple of people here and there, and I feel like the first and foremost
3: where it's more of a checking, hey, how are you doing, man, How are, how's your family, stuff like that. Uh, but other than that, just kind of I feel like everyone's a lot in the same boat right now, trying not to go crazy. Uh, you're kind of get cooped up in your house for too long. Uh, weird things, I feel like, start to happen. So you try to, like, get some fresh air whenever you can. And most everyone that we've talked to has been doing well. So uh,
2: just little things like that. I know Austin Meadows uh, cut his hair. Have you let Nicole touch your hair yet or are you keeping that as is?
3: No, I don't, I don't, I think she would be too nervous, honestly.
2: She gave me like a,
3: we were joking around in college and she, I used to get buzz cuts back then, so it's really hard to mess those up. So she did, she was like doing that in college for me once. She's like, I'm never doing that again. It was like, she's like, that was the most nervous I've ever been. I'm like, it's not a really a big deal. It grows back. Uh, But no, I'm sure she would be way too nervous to even try to attempt to cut my hair to begin with.
2: Anything other stir crazy that you guys have done in the last week or so that Stinks out? Nothing crazy, honestly.
3: We're, our dog keeps us pretty busy, Cooper. He, he, uh, he's, a great, he's a great little man, but he's a little nutty. He's still pretty young, so he's, he, he's pretty active, so he, he keeps us busy out in the backyard and everything. So, uh,
2: but other than that, we're just kind of same old, same old. And how excited were you for the season before this all started? Um, and what still is your excitement level? Because certainly there's hope that we're going to have a, a season at some point. Yeah, we were – I mean, from
3: a team perspective and a personal perspective, I was really excited. Um, from the team perspective, obviously, what we did last year, we added a ton of new pieces that were going to help us out even more. So we were excited in that aspect of seeing what we could do, especially to build off last year. And I'll get back to the playoffs and hope potentially go deeper. That's the plan. And from a personal uh, perspective, I felt like I was throwing really well in camp. and. Uh, like I told you guys and I wanted to continue to prove to them that I can start and uh, that's what I was working my butt off in camp for so we'll see what happens like we didn't it was gonna be something that was gonna be kind of talked over at the end of camp so I guess we'll go over that again whenever we do start up but that's still my goal is to continue to show them that I can compete and prove to them that I can be a full-time starter
2: well let's hope that it's not too long before you get that chance to prove it again um, and let's also hope you, you don't go too stir-crazy over however many weeks we have left.
3: Hopefully, man. We're, it's, it's, it's good. It's nice to be, like, able to relax and be with uh, your wife and these kind of things, but at the same time you're, you're itching and ready to go to kind of get back to how everything is normal, so hopefully soon.
2: Ryan, thanks for the time. Uh, tell Shane to make sure he does a little more cleanup for you.
3: I will. Don't worry. I'll let him know. I'll let him know to reach out to you about that as well.
2: Good stuff from Ryan Yarbrough on, uh, on the baseball side, a little bit of humor, um, too. And again, we look forward to seeing him on a big league mound, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, now, as I mentioned, for the second um, consecutive week, we have a member of our Spanish broadcasting team. Last week, it was Ricardo Taveras. This week, it is his analyst, who has been with the Rays since year one. And again, a good friend of all of Rays Radio, that being Enrique Olio. And we certainly appreciate his time on our show. Enrique, good to see you. Good to speak with you. How are you, my friend?
0: Good to see you and good to speak with you, my friend. Very good. As you said, working on my tent, sitting out here by the pool is about the only thing we can't do.
2: Tell me what it, this has been like um, for you and how you and your family, not only in, in Tampa Bay are doing, but around the world. How, how are they all?
0: Uh, fortunately for us, it's been pretty good. It's give me a chance to walk. It's given me a chance to do Bible devotionals twice a day and so forth. Uh, It's been kind of strange because I used to have about goals for the day, for the night, especially during this time, which, uh, you know, 20-hour days or whatever, but, you know, it's been pretty good and concerning my family. Everybody seems to be good. I text to them, talk to them every couple days at least, and around the world, everybody seems to be um, very good, very concerned about, you know, life itself and what's going to look like afterwards. But at this point, everybody's been uh, very good thus far.
2: And you have, you're you originally from Nicaragua, so you have family there. Where is your family? Uh, how, how far widespread are they?
0: Most of my family's here in the U.S., but I do have a brother in Nicaragua and I have cousins and some other people in Nicaragua and people in Europe. One of my cousins is in England working for uh, rental car company and she's out you know by herself because i have extended her for a year and a half and other, you know all, all around the world i would say there are people but most of my family is here in the u.s which is a good thing
2: for you how how difficult has this been um how challenging has it been
0: uh very challenging from the standpoint of uh finding things to do trying to keep yourself <laughs> occupied fortunately for me i always have my books i have my uh been able to listen to MLB on the XM, you know, the MLB radio, the night games where they have the old games, 1954, 1953, 1949. And you get to listen to the guys that I've enjoyed listening to, like Mel Allen, Red Barber, Jack Buck, Harry. I mean, I've had a great time listening to those guys and, you know, reading a, a bunch of stuff and being able to keep busy trying to do a different podcast. I was on with the Hareens last week, which is a uh, oh great thing within itself because you know you're thinking about being on the on the podcast with them a guy that I grew up listening to in a sense and other people in Nicaragua and so forth but trying to keep myself occupied by you know doing different things like listening to different podcasts of different things and reading and trying to keep up and get ready to go when and if, it's, if, and if when and if it they'll start
2: Sure, and, and I would think that it's important to occupy your mind so you're not constantly thinking about something like that.
0: That is true. Fortunately, we have the Bible devotions twice a day and different things, and I've been able to talk to people back and forth. So that's a good thing, and we have set some goals, like walking twice a day, two miles each time. So in that sense, it's been wonderful.
2: Yeah, the unexpected, I guess, quality time with you with your wife with deb with with your family
0: that's true that's been the most uh, important things especially doing now where i'm working 20 hour days between my regular job and doing the race radio where you just go 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 and you don't really have time to spend quality time with family at all this time has been wonderful it's been uh, trying to re- rediscover that there are people out there who actually care about you and you care about them which so in that sense it's been a blessing in disguise
2: for our fans who may not know, you mentioned the long days. You have a full-time job in addition to doing race baseball games in Spanish. You have been for how many years now the the a translator for the Hillsborough County Public Defender's Office?
0: Uh, I've done different stuff for them about 20 years. And but no, I've so, been with the public defender thirty almost thirty years, excuse me, twenty-eight years.
2: When did you um, when did you stop? Working during this period in an office and start working from home. How's that whole process been like for you?
0: Oh, it's been okay. Uh, I just they were very nice to me. They just, but they had me on just standby where if somebody really can't resolve something, if somebody really needs to be, uh, you know, somebody needs a translation real quick. But that's about it. It's been uh, different because usually I would have been running to the jail, running back and forth, going people stopping in the lobby and so forth. So in that sense, it's been. Uh, Very different. I think last time I stopped in my office was March 27th. So it's been about five weeks since I've been there.
2: But that's longer than a lot of other people because there were, I mean, there were some who stopped March 12th, March 13th, thereabouts baseball shut down on that Friday the 13th. Thursday was that last game. So you were still working for a fair amount.
0: Yes, I was, a couple more weeks after that.
2: Were you worried at that point in time Hearing what you did, reading what you did, just about the the virus itself.
0: Well, I'm pretty optimistic as it is. If you are concerned, you have to treat it as concerned because you never know where it is. But you know, I've been very fortunate in my life. Maybe in a way that I was sent to boarding school at five years old. Uh, my property was confiscated at 23, so I lost my inheritance. So when you get those two shocks in your life, you have to look at it very optimistic about what's going to look like at the end of the day. And are you going to be able to, you know, the sun will be out. Yes. You have to be concerned about it. Not for you, but for the rest of your folks, are you you contagious? Are you going to pass it on to somebody that might not be as healthy as you are? To me, that's the most uh, concerning thing for me. I already had to deal with stuff. So in a sense, you kind of get hit so hard that you kind of, in a way it's kind of negative and that you kind of know that stuff going to, like that's going to happen but then you have to say what's going to happen is the sun going to be out at the end of the day which for me it always has been out but yes very concerned but you never know I guess the the unknown is very difficult.
2: You obviously have a very optimistic tone about all of this and obviously about everything you've gone through in your life so What's something that you hope, you know, because I think for for fans, they're looking for something to latch on to right now. What's a message that you would send to them as they kind of wait this out too? And obviously, just like you and me, we're missing the game a lot.
0: That the sun will be out, that everybody goes through stuff, that the sun will be out at the end of the day, and that hopefully with this, not just me or you or whomever has rediscovered that there is a family but understand that we can't do it by ourselves, that there are people that care about us, that we care about them, and that we're not all absolute. That I think the biggest thing that came out of this, that people are willing to help you and you're willing to help people. And I think hopefully out of this will be on the other end, a better world too, because we will understand that we don't do it by ourselves.
2: I think well said. Um, What do you miss though about the game of baseball right now the most?
0: The relationships, talking to Rodney every week when the team is home and, talk to Willie. I think the relationships talking to people who I grew up listening to, you know, John Miller might come in with the giants talking to Dave, Andy, though I've talked to them on the phone and so forth, talking to you on the phone. It's not the same. Talking to our PR staff, talking to, uh, you know, like I was looking forward to talking to Joe when he came in with the angels or, you know, talking to Victor Rojas, the play-by-play guy with the angels Mm -hmm. or Gubasa or probably relationships, probably the most, that I've missed about anything, going into the stadium and talking to security guard A, to security guard B, the dining room lady, Lori, you know, or the cook, you know, the chef, the, the guy that cuts your meat, the you know, the carbs. To me, that's the biggest. Uh, I like to talk to people. So to me, that's been the thing that I've missed the most in relationships that have uh, you have been able to
2: make through the years. In your conversation with Jaime Harin what stood out? What... Share a little bit of, of what that conversation was like, because as as uh, baseball broadcasters in Spanish go, he's probably right up there with Vin Scully on the English side. Am I right? I would
0: say so. I mean, he is the Vin Scully of Spanish baseball, I would say. His mannerisms are the same. The way he does the broadcast is the same. So when you talk to somebody like him, a fellow, I, to this day, I know them. I know Jorge. I know Jaime. But I'm in awe. He was saying that how much he admired what I do. But I said, no, I I admire what you've done for 61 years as the voice of the Dodgers in Spanish. And I would have never thought that I would even meet somebody like that, that you know grew up listening to. So the conversation with me here was saying how much he admired what I did. I said, no, I admire what you did. Especially we touched on the thing that he covered, JFK's funeral services, memorial services out at the uh, Capitol. Because he wasn't really a play-by-play guy at that point. He was a newsman, a reporter. So to me, to talk to him about that, that was uh, – I was in awe about that. That out here I'm talking to him, and he's done all these things. So, so that was interesting. He was talking about how much he admired what we did. But in a sense, I really more admire about what he's done in his life. And, you know, talking to a Hall of Famer, you're always in awe of that.
2: Well, I think a lot of people are in awe of what you do, Enrique. Uh, on a regular basis and what you've accomplished. Uh, to us, it's amazing and it's inspiring. Um, from a baseball standpoint, we touched on the relationships that you miss now. What made you excited about Rays baseball for 2020 and makes you still excited that hopefully soon we will be playing at some point?
0: That we have a great team, Neil. I mean, I think anyone, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that this team, they brought a lot of the core back, most of the core back with the three guys, the pitching stuff, Morton, Snell, and I don't know, does anybody else have the one, two, three like that? Snell, Morton, and uh, Glasno. And uh, then you could have the back side of the order if we're going to go to five guys, which I suspect that we would have. Torinos uh, and uh, Yarborough, I thought that I don't know if anybody can put that one through five like that. Different in a sense, and I could see a change of pace, even in the middle of the order or even the fourth in the order for Yarborough, a change of pace in the rotation. So here we were with the five legitimate starters so if we wanted to do that. And then our bullpen, you know, with the guns that we have, Nick Anderson and all that. And then you talk about Sonino coming back as our starting catcher, our infield. You know, think about Joey Wendell might not even be a starting uh, a player for us. And I thought that he's pretty good. I mean, very good left-handed bat, very – puts the ball in play. But even he was, he was going to have a tough time cracking, quote-unquote, starting lineup. And you had, you know, different guys. I mean, our whole 1 through 25, I was so excited about our team because we won 26, 90, excuse me, 96, 96 games last year with those two guys, Glasnow and Snell, being injured as long as they were. I thought that we really had a chance. I know they didn't give us a chance to catch the Yankees, but I thought they were born and, and I thought, why not with those two guys coming back for a whole season? So to tell you, our team was, I, I was excited. I was
2: ready to go. Well, I am too, and I'm hopeful that sooner than later we'll be talking in person, and sooner than later we'll be broadcasting some baseball. How's that sound, my friend?
0: That sounds very good, my friend. Well, I'm glad that uh, you're as optimistic. Say hello to Emily and uh, Abby and uh, Sorry, and I'm sure they're uh, doing well as well, and I'm glad that you probably spent more time than you thought this baseball season with them, which is not a bad thing.
2: No, it isn't. And say hi to Deb for us, okay? Okay, Neil. We will Take see you soon. Take care
0: of
4: myself.
0: You too, my friend. Have a good day.
2: Enrique certainly is an inspiration to all. Um, and, you know, I, I think if anyone has perspective on what it's like to go through challenges, I, I think he probably more than any uh, can speak to that. And uh, our third interview on this podcast is with a member on the minor league side. Xavier Edwards came over from the Padres to the Rays and the Tommy Pham deal. Uh, he is someone who has family up in the New York uh, area. He also has, um, uh, you know, some family in the healthcare industry. And because of that, if you take a look at his uh, his Twitter handle, um, he put uh, some video together of what he, he did uh, to just say thank you to the healthcare community. And uh, I thought we'd start there and kind of get some background onto the whys and wherefores and what he actually did.
4: So um, I have a cousin that lives not too far away from me and uh, her, uh, her parents go to our church and my parents and her parents have been friends for a really long time. And uh, they just decided like we should go. So sure. Her mom works in the hospital, about probably 15 minutes down the street. And they said like, Oh, we should go to the hospital and just, you know, right on the sidewalk, like, you know, helpful notes for the, the nurses and, and the doctors and stuff that are walking in and out every day that, I'll be able to see these notes. So they just said, like, we should get some chalk and, you know, spend an hour, hour and a half of our time. And and it gave us a chance to just, you know, just do something positive, write some helpful notes. i like, thank you for all that you do. And and uh, just little positive notes that we could do to you know spread some positive energy to the, the nurses and, and the doctors.
2: And I saw that you, in in the, the video that you captured on Twitter of it, um, you actually, you had the mask on. You were being careful, socially distant, I assume. Um, those that you went with, same thing. It looked like too, and and you guys have obviously taken this very
4: seriously. Yeah, um, definitely. We try to stay home as much as possible. Um, we're getting out for you know what we need, like necessary and food, that kind of thing. But uh, besides that, I think that was just a cool way of us to kind of get away, get away out, get out the house, and but still, you know, follow the guidelines. So I think it was a it was a good good chase for us to be in.
2: Beyond this relative, do you have a lot of family and friends who've been impacted? Because I remember reading back to when you were drafted, you had a lot of family come in from the New Jersey area to come see you on draft day. So, And I know New Jersey and New York has been hit really hard by, by COVID-19.
4: Um, yeah, so we have a bunch of family in New York. Yeah, that's why, as you mentioned, the draft. We had a bunch of people at the draft. The majority of my family lives in New York still. That's where I was born. So. We just got out of there, but everyone else is pretty much still there. So that gave us, with that, to all the people in New Yorker, they're kind of in a different scenario than we are because I think it's getting a little looser here. The guidelines are the same, but I think here it's a little more open, a little more free. There, a lot of people are like staying at home, majority like the majority of the time. So there, it's a little more, you know, closely watched. But I think they're doing. They're all doing pretty well. Have
2: you had any any family, friends impacted by the virus itself? Or have you been pretty lucky?
4: Uh, yes, yeah, we do know a few people. Not from Florida, but people from outside the state. We do know a few people that have got it.
2: How, has it and what was the experience like for you at the end of camp? Because this is your first camp in the Rays organization. Um, I'm sure it had to be a little bit stunning.
4: Yeah, it was definitely um, not something I expected to hear. Uh, it kind of started to get real. Um, I was in my my room, my hotel room after one of our spring training days, and um, we saw that the NBA got suspended. Mm-hmm. So once we saw that, I was like, "I guess this thing is pretty serious." I didn't really do any research on it. I was just you know watching sports kind of like I usually do, and that's usually where I get my news from because I'm not a huge news watcher. But yeah, once I saw the NBA was suspended, I was like, "That's crazy! Like something must be happening with all those sports." Next, if NBA is just gonna completely shut down like that you know sure enough a day or two later we were on our way home But yeah it was pretty uh crazy I never thought something like a, a pandemic like that would subside our season but and how, you never know and how have you kind of managed since
2: because everybody's different do you have equipment at home to work out like what types of things have you done to Kind of keep a routine because I think the hope is for everyone at some point this year you hope to play in some way, shape, or form.
4: Yeah, I have some light weights um, and kind of like weights up to like 25. So I just do as much as I can with those more volume stuff since it's lightweight and I don't have the heavy weights that some other guys I have. Um, so that's for like the lifting side. I've been doing some yoga with my mom. I from the baseball side, I was throwing with my dad. We have a pretty big backyard and side of the yard. So we have some room to really stretch it out a little bit. So we throw on the side of the house and uh, we've got these heavy balls that we hit. So there's enough room for us to hit the heavy balls, I'm not worried about hitting them out the yard or anything. So uh, that, in that that case it's good for us that we have a bunch of land. So, um, so we've been throwing, swinging as much as you can, hitting some beans. So from that aspect, uh, I feel pretty good. I feel like I've stayed in tune with, what I wanted to and uh, you know there's not much of a drop off from before to now so.
2: Are you fortunate enough to have a tee or a net or or is everything kind of just using the open space?
4: I do yeah I have a tee and, and a net yeah we're kind of more open open field stuff. I like hitting the heavy balls more so. I feel like I'd rather use the tee almost in a season aspect you know if I'm trying to tune up something in my swing but I like hitting the heavy balls and build some strength. Heavy bat, heavy ball, hidden beams, or hand-eye coordination and stuff like that. So,
2: And how was camp going for you? Because you were really starting to get to know some of the guys in the organization after coming over from San Diego.
4: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I had only known – well, I only known Logan Driscoll because he had got traded a few months after me from the Padres also. But, yeah, I was starting to get to know a few of the guys, and uh, that was good. Um, I actually – the day before, I just played – that, that big league game so that was the only game I ended up playing in the whole stream training but yeah I was definitely getting to know some of the guys um, both big league and minor league side so starting to build some relationships with them. that was from that aspect it was a, it was good to you know be around new faces and get to get to know some new people
2: and have you stayed in touch have you like have there been group texts with players what on the minor league side I know on the big league side obviously guys know each other for much longer
4: uh, yeah, there's some text. Um, I stay in contact with some, a few of the guys still. Some of the guys that I I got closer with, some guys that I know from kind of around this area. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, I think we got we got fairly close. Or at least I feel like I got fairly close with a good number of the guys just in the short term of me from the five day mini camp that I went to in the off season, and then the, the two weeks of spring training I was there. But I got a pretty good relationship with a few guys. And
2: then beyond working out, have you created some kind of routine um, for yourself? Do you, you know, what types of things do you do to keep your mind off of just baseball? Because obviously, you're home. It's a very different environment than probably anyone would have expected at this point.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I've got a routine going. Uh, what? Well, I, I don't know if it's the best one. I wake up pretty late, cause I go to bed pretty late. But I feel like that's a lot of people right now at this time. But um, once I get the day going, I'm pretty much going for the rest of the day. Um, ride the bike, do some running stuff. We have a treadmill. I run outside. Yeah, I ride the bike around our circle of the community. I water the grass. That's been a big, big part of my day for the most part. I'm watering the grass almost out there every day. And um, we have uh, another property not that far away, so we're going over there and cleaning it up and getting that house ready and stuff. So. Yeah, we're pretty busy. I'm pretty, pretty busy. My routine's pretty stacked. If it's not doing some of the baseball activity, I'm doing something around the house or in the neighborhood. So. Do, you,
2: do you fit anything in time to let your mind relax, whether it's video games, music, binge watching? What do you
4: got? All the above. <laughs> I'm watching Netflix. I watched a few shows already in a month or so that I've been home um playing video games that's part of the reason why i'm up late either watching netflix or playing video games but yep so
2: what's uh what's your game of choice and what are the shows you've binged and at least are going to binge in
4: your term um i have an xbox i've been a huge halo fan so i play halo on xbox and shows i've watched money heist um ozark I just finished Elite two days ago, I'm trying to look for another show to watch. But those are the three biggest ones that I've watched thus far.
2: Well, hopefully, uh, before too long, you're getting back to baseball, the routine in the Port Charlotte area, and getting ready for some kind of season. We certainly appreciate what you did in your community, and obviously pass on those good well wishes to the healthcare workers that you did too. And- Hopefully, before long, we're resuming some sort of normalcy.
4: Yes, hopefully, 100%.
2: Really good stuff from Xavier Edwards. He's also quite the talented baseball player and very much looking forward to seeing him on the field sooner rather than later. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of many young switch hitters, athletic middle of the diamond type players, and one of the many reasons the Rays have the top farm system in baseball. Certainly appreciate his time. Also, that of Enrique Olio and Ryan Yarbrough on our podcast. Um, and we have another alumni podcast coming up on Friday. This one is with J.P. Howell. You're going to love that one, too. In the meantime, uh, keep the emails, the tweets coming. If there's something you want to hear on the podcast, we will try and set that up for you, and we will chat with you soon.
1: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best –